Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Yes, hope you're happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. I am not so happy that the list is dwindling down. Uh, 16 more songs left to go, and that is that is just sad news. But, you know, it's not sad, the fact that we still got plenty more show left to do. Don't get your hopes up just yet. Uh, we are going to be doing a live show soon, but we'll get into that later. If you are new, you're just joining us on the show. We are the podcast that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Hey, Corey, how's it going in the Great White North? Uh, it, it's pretty white, actually. It's pretty foggy, actually, because we went from uh, minus 30 to uh, minus 7 uh, in the span of a day. So that, that usually brings yeah. with it. Uh, a hell of a lot of fog. So I was out of town all day. Um, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm lucky I'm here. I'm glad I made it. I made it with about 20 minutes to spare, uh, getting ready for for the show here tonight and and getting ready for a live show. Th- those take a little bit of work on our part, but we're getting everybody's rankings in. Gonna have them all tabulated. And uh, if you're listening to this as the show drops on Friday uh, later tonight, nine o'clock Eastern, we're going live to rank OU812. And I got to tell you, early results are in, and it's anybody's ball game. There is no runaway for any of the positions except for last. Uh, last has been pretty much cemented, uh, but everything else is right up for grabs. I think most everybody has a different number one, actually. So it's really going to be an interesting uh, breakdown of OU812. That uh, that's right. Live uh, tonight, Friday night, live show to discuss OU812 and rank the tracks. And uh, we talked a little bit about that before uh, going on air, that um, for me personally, my, my upper... Uh, uh, rankings or at least my like top three spots were a pretty much a no brainer for me, as well as uh, what was going to end up last. It was that middle section though. The middle section was really, really difficult. Um, but uh, and I'm really, really curious to see how everyone else uh voted and ranked their uh listings for the tracks on OU812, including this man, our uh, uh, resident patron our extended uh uh let's i'll say family member just uh overall good dude and uh staple of the show at this point michael griffith welcome back to the show my dude oh thanks guys always good to be here absolutely man cannot wait uh, are you excited for the live show i'm very excited i was pre-gaming i was listening to the record a little couple hours ago and i agree that middle section I kind of know next to last, that was easy for me. And one, two, three was, but four, what, four to eight was very difficult. So it could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I went through three. I almost sent another email to change it, Corey, but I said, no, 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 I'll go. Thank you. Thank you. You have until tomorrow. You have until Thursday as we're recording this. But, you know, even my one, two, three have been changing around. Uh, I was listening to it again Mm. on my drive today. And I'm like, you know what? I think I rank this one too low. 
because I was really enjoying it. I know on the show I was maybe a little too hard on it. So uh, I'm I'm uh, revising my uh, rankings as we go along too. So if you got to resubmit them, uh, that's totally cool. You have until like midnight Thursday uh, to get your revised uh-huh. rankings in. But if you're listening to the show uh, as a uh, as our a regular listener, then uh, it's too late. Your rankings late. are yeah. already in. So tune into the live show to uh, see where we placed them. Uh, I I mean I was pretty pretty determined in my thinking that uh, I was going to have a different top three than everybody else. Uh, but now I'm not so sure. Now I'm not so sure. So that just makes it all the more intriguing and uh, uh, and interesting. And I can't wait to see people rip my number one apart <laughs> because I know that they will. <laughs> well, it won't be the instrumental because there isn't one, but. Uh, I, I've had a few people email in and say, I bet you my, my top three are different than everybody else's. And so we've had a real wide range. You, you name a song on OU812, it's somebody's number one, except for Ooh. the song that's in uh, number 10, which for all the people who submitted rankings. Or number you, nine. Yeah. yeah, you know which one that is. No, we're doing all 10. We're mm-hmm. doing a, a political blues too. Uh, so you, uh, Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I have to revise my list. I get that one in. So yeah, uh, the one that's yeah, in number 10 is pretty so. much submitted there. Everything else is a crapshoot. <laughs> so actually um no you know what you can i know exactly where to put put nope i'll have to tell you uh later never mind i don't want to spoil the show so right. uh be sure to tune in to our youtube channel uh and the podcast will rock for the live show later tonight but we're getting way way ahead of ourselves instead let's focus on the here and now the right at this very moment Corey, there has been uh quite a bit of van halen Esque related news uh, going on on the internet as of lately. So I have to assume there's more stuff to talk about. So what's going on at the Van Halen News Desk? There is a ton. Uh, so we'll go through it very quick. And there's even a piece that hasn't even made the Van Halen News Desk yet that we'll, we'll talk about at, oh. at the end here. Uh, but uh, let's check it out. Uh, engineer Ross Hogarth uh, defends Eddie Van Halen's replacement of Michael Anthony with Wolfgang. I mean, that that's kind of a no-brainer for Van Halen fans because without Wolfie, there's no reunion tour and there's no a different kind of truth. That That's just the, the long yeah. and short of it. Eddie just wanted to play with his kid. Uh, I'm a parent. I get that. I think any parent would, would kind of get that. It sucks for Mikey and all the fans of Mikey, us all included. Love to see him go mm-hmm. out one more time with Mikey. But Eddie just wanted to play with his kid. I totally get that. And so does Ross Orgard. Yeah. So I, I never did get that that criticism. Uh, so Did you guys remember when that first broke, when they announced that reunion tour, and on the Van Halen website, they, they scrubbed out Mikey on the Van Halen one? That was, that was, that was too far. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was disrespectful. Me. I think that's what <laughs> kind of created some of the animosity. Well, that's and a good then point. Go, oh, we're sorry. And they put it back to Mikey, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that was. A but I definitely idea. don't. Uh, I don't blame Wolfie on that one because I don't. I don't no, think no. that's his. I, I hope that wasn't his idea. It doesn't seem like it would be. But I mean, honestly, look, the band is still called Van Halen, and you just added another Van Halen to the mix, so you got like three quarters of the way there. You know, all that was left is uh, if they had a vocalist, uh, a lead vocalist in in the family, then there you go. Like, no more Dave. Uh, well, that probably wouldn't have happened, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a, a very fine addition. While sad about, you know, the Michael situation, as, as you all know, we're big fans. But understandable. I defend the choice as well. All right. Uh, you guys ever hear a band called Green Day? Uh, they, no, been, not once. They, they've been in the news uh, quite a bit. They had a new record drop uh, called Saviors. Uh, if you're a fan of Green Day, it's actually not that bad. I, I, I picked it up. It's pretty decent. But as part of the uh, the interview cycle uh, for, for that, uh, Green Day were on the Howard Stern Show. 
and uh, a young Billy Joe Armstrong uh, at 12 years old saw Van Halen and talked about what a transformative experience that was for him in 1984. Uh, you know, he cried because he got to see uh, of you know Van Halen at 12. And then he told a really weird story about seeing them again in 07, uh, where he got to go backstage and meet Eddie, and apparently uh, Eddie uh, wept uh, at the sight of Billy Joe Armstrong and said, you're the only one who gets me. And uh, everyone's kind of like, well, that's pretty weird for Eddie to say to a guy he just met. Um, but I, I kind of go back to, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong at this time was, was having real issues with alcohol. So I'm thinking maybe he's not the most reliable narrator and maybe he was a little drunk uh, at that point and maybe he's misremembering because that, that does seem kind of like a weird thing for, for a, a sober Eddie to say, uh, while crying, yeah. while meeting Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. That is a real, <laughs> that is odd. Uh, we'll just, we, yeah, we'll chalk that up to, uh, let's, let's pretend for a second that's how it went down and i'm sure there's more to it that for context that uh, we don't know but uh yeah i don't know i'm kind of with you on that whole thought process of like i think i think billy was just misremembering due to you know reasons a through c uh it's interesting though that he would say van halen what seeing van halen at 12 was so transformative because he has been like any any interview you see with him, the behind the music, everything like that, Billy's always been very stern about how he wanted to be punk and he was listening to punk music and it was all about punk and nothing else. It's like, well, Van Halen's not punk. So it's like, it's it, it, interesting that you would call that your, a transformative experience. I believe him when he says that because you're 12 years old and you're watching Eddie Van Halen. Why wouldn't that be? But uh, but it's not punk rock. So it's it's it, I don't know. That's just an interesting uh, interesting admission you know what i mean well in his green day punk rock like really like the, the way it's structured like melodically it's not really lyrically sure i, I guess some stuff but even like uh how they structure a solo it, it's kind of more mainstream yeah. i would rock i would say in their yeah i would say in their early days they had some tracks that were very you know punk-esque um but overall no i would never call it. green day is to me has always been alt rock all right well one of the big ones that dropped uh, on the Van Halen news desk, David Lee Roth put out a new video uh, yeah, called is. The Ballad of Popsicle Sam. Uh, and it's just him just kind of fucking poking Sammy Hagar, um, saying Sammy Hagar <laughs> was abducted by aliens and sex Pun probe. intended. Yeah, no shit. Uh, sex probe by aliens. Um, he, he talks about, you know, how for many years David Lee Roth took the high road. So he's high road, Dave. He, he never, never will, will sink to anyone's level, uh, except for just no. right now, of course, where he goes out and just trashes. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Sammy Hagar and his abduction by aliens and his sex probing. And actually, uh, I think it was today, it actually was in our Discord server, somebody posted uh, a new video uh, by Dave Lee Roth uh, called That Crazy Ugh. Kid, where he talks about uh, that crazy kid Wolfgang, uh, who's, oh, Wolfgang was always whining that Dave doesn't pay enough attention to me, blah, 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 and just kind of ripping on Wolfie too. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, shut up. <laughs> I mean, has anyone, have we checked to see if like Dave's, okay like up here you know up in the up i in the watched uh, some of that video and he's basically saying wolf's only popular because his last name is van halen kind yeah. of inferring he's not very talented which he's very very talented yeah. i mean i've seen him a few times yeah huh? oh absolutely and you know dave mm -hmm. actually does a uh, interview yeah. with jesus christ the original nepo yeah, baby, yeah like, i know where jesus yeah. is like oh yeah I'd, I'd be totally fucking cool if my last name wasn't christ it's like jesus yeah. like you're just constantly t taking the like now you're going after wolfgang like fuck off <laughs> but it's there's just, something... i mean go ahead i was just gonna say with a different kind of truth you know the whole thing that it's not still on not streaming 
And Wolf said, hey, it's Roth blocking everything. There's something going on behind the scenes with mm. maybe those two fighting over legal stuff. Because Wolf's probably the one saying, dude, what's your problem? Why won't you just put this on? You know, I don't think Al's saying that. Yeah, and no, that was, it, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. Uh, Wolf yeah. Wolf has come yeah, out and I, said the, the main roadblock is is Dave. Mm-hmm. And now here, uh, Wolfie's getting some more attention. He's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel actually tonight as we're recording this, uh, doing a song. Right. And, of course, Sammy got a lot of headlines because he's doing the Best of All Worlds tour. No one's talking about Dave, so Dave's got to come out and, you know, I guess uh, sling some arrows. It's it's what we always talk about. He's got to, uh, when there's something happening Van Halen news-wise and he's not involved, he's got to do something to make himself relevant again, whether it's putting out uh, a, a re-recording of an old song that sounds way, way worse than it ever could possibly before, mm-hmm. uh, or making a, a very, a very just horrible video talking shit about, you know, this, this, I mean, he's not a kid, but for lack of a better term, like horrible shit about this kid who, you know, the kid of, you know, your former bandmate, the guy, you know, the guys who put you on the map, you know what I mean? It's just like, it just, Dave is a bitter bastard. Let's just put it that he's old and mean. He's a bitter bastard. So that's what it is. And, uh, you know, but uh, Scott, whether Edwards, that's going to influence your voting for Dave songs later on down the road as we finish, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Everett in the chat. Uh, no, he's not okay. Uh, he's lost his damn mind. He's ticked that Wolf is such pull on business decisions now, which I guess he could be, as Scott Everett points out. Um, I, I don't think he likes that Wolf is getting 50% of a different kind of truth and uh, Dave's only getting 25. Ah, well, if right? that's the that case, makes sense. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have something there. Yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if it's if if it's all just like a money thing or if it's a sentimental thing, like with with Wolfie and just like this is hey, I played on this record with my dad, and like like this is like one of our you know uh, uh, the one of the only collaborations uh, that we have on record. I want to share that. I want to continue sharing that with people. Stop being such a dick. And he, he comes off like such a dick uh, in this wolf. I was just watching it uh, be, before we hopped on the call here. And and he's like, oh, and then we're at the Hollywood Bowl, our last ever show, and I'm reminiscing about me and the brothers playing at Kazari's, and this fucking kid is trying to get this uh-huh. chick I had pointed out, kicked out of the show, and blah, blah, blah. It just sounds like a total dick. It's like... Just like, yeah, just... Why are you being an unnecessary asshole? God, man, like, just fuck off. And that's a bad Maybe idea je- to, to do against I Wolfie. I think it's jealousy. Yeah, exactly. I think it's jealousy because I think he even even back then he saw that uh, Wolfie was probably destined for something really great because he's uber talented. And Dave has to be the most talented guy in the room. He has to be where all the eyes are. And if they if they skew away, then he's got to find a way to make it about him once again. So what what was it? I said bitter bastard. So there you go. I I tell you, (laughs) you can quote. Quote me. Absolutely. But if you come after Wolfie, uh, he'll give it right back to you. As another uh, Twitter user found out this week, who just on the Jimmy Kimmel tweet uh, pointed out like, oh, this kid, you know, why name your band Mammoth? That was your dad's band's name and like you're a piece of shit. And of course, Wolfie just eviscerated him on Twitter. Like it, it <laughs> Wolfie's in such a no win situation. If I call it Wolfgang Van Halen, because I played everything and it's my music. If I called it my name, people would say I'm a fucking Nepo baby because I'm coasting on the mm-hmm. Van Halen name. So I called it Mammoth, and everyone's bitching about that. Like he he can't he he can name it, you know, uh, you know, haters can suck my dick, and he'd probably still get shit yeah. for that. 
dude, Twitter's gonna Twitter. You know, that's yeah. just it's we 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 know that. So yeah. it's but I do love that Wolfie takes the time to address these complainers and trolls and be like, all right, listen here, motherfucker, and just <laughs> lets them have it. Um, but I, I gotta imagine he's probably just way exhausted from that. My opinion, dude, just don't engage, just block them all. Yep. All right. Well, let, let's move on uh, from Dave. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you at some point Dave's going to put together an all-star band and they're going to tour, uh, you know, Van Halen Classics too, just because Sammy did. But Probably. 2025. All right. Back to the news. Uh, watch Van Halen 1984 40th anniversary special part two. That's the special with uh, the 5150 show. Put that on with Greg Renoff uh, and Chris Gill. Uh, an absolute must watch for Van Halen fans. Uh, you can catch the link and all that stuff at the Van Halen news desk. Then we have... Uh, another uh, great Debbie Pinkney story. We talked about her last week and kind of her uh, uh, recollections of, of Van Halen. Uh, there's another great story here. The day I rode an elevator with Alex Van Halen. I'm not going to ruin any of it. Uh, you can go read that on the Van Halen news desk. Uh, Sammy Hager found out his uh, real biological surname as part of a TV show. Um, the, it's the Red Rocker Sammy Belcher. No, it's uh, that. That's what apparently his his last name really is, Sammy Belcher. So oh, wow, yeah. Belcher. Okay. For more context on that one, uh, again, uh, go to the Van Halen News Desk, uh, and then we have a uh, Greg Ronoff interviewing Don Landy. Man, that is just two geniuses going at it there. Gotta check that one out. And finally, for all the people who maybe missed uh, the uh, record day uh, store release of Live Right Here Right Now on vinyl, it's coming back uh, for LP, 180 gram black vinyl. So not the red that we all got as part of the record store release, but you still got your chance to get live right here, right now on vinyl uh, featuring uh, the three live tracks that were not included on the original release. So all fans of Van Halen and fans of vinyl uh, should go uh, check that one out. And that is the Van Halen news. Of course you can get it all at Van Halen news desk. Yeah. All right. Right on. So, okay. All that news. Where do we go from here? I'll tell you where we go. We go to uh last show. And we talk about when it's love. Speaking of Sammy Belcher, uh, a.k.a. Sammy <laughs> Hagar, uh, a, a fine, I would say, one of his uh, uh, top tier uh, sh songs that they put together during the Hagar era, When It's Love from OU812. And this one, I was pretty sure was going to, uh, the voting was going to go a certain way. And lo and behold, it did. Uh, I was pretty sure it was not going to crack 90% because none of the Sammy songs do because people have hangups. Uh, so I was thinking maybe 80. It deserves to be at least like 80%. And I was surprised because at 81.9, almost 82%, we got uh, the high votes of what dreams are made of versus an 18.1%. The dream is over. Uh, Corey, did you expect this to be uh, higher or lower? Yeah, I kind of thought it might, it might have hit like 84, 85. But uh, I'm not mm -hmm. shocked at Red Horn 82. Uh, if you kind of look at our uh, our all-time uh, show rankings here, uh, When It's Love comes in at 56, 81.9%. Uh, so that's right uh, below Fools uh, from Women and Children First and right above the Seventh Seal uh, from Balance. Oh. So uh, 56, we've done 115 uh, tracks, so pretty much right in the middle, kind of where you expect uh, maybe the best power ballad of the 1980s to be. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what uh, what people are saying about when it's love, because I just got to know. I got to know. I mean, it's it's a power ballad for the ages, but I know a lot of our listeners are are very verbal in speaking how they are not into uh, the ballads of Van Halen. Uh, 
particularly of the Hagar era. So what are people saying? We go over to our uh, friend and patron, Heath McCoy. He's been quiet lately, but he's, he's chiming in on this one. He says, I have nothing against power ballads. I love the best of them. But when the sap is so thick, it drowns the power as the sapo Sam does on When It's Love. I cringe. It's a shame because Ed and Al are so inventive here. But God damn it, this is Van Halen for soccer moms. Egregious, <laughs> he says. Egregious. <laughs> I mean, I I, uh, I acknowledge that you feel that way, Heath. Uh do I agree with it? Not really, but hey, it's that you do you, man. All right, so there you go. I, I'm going to assume that meant he voted it uh, down with the whole <laughs> egregiousness. So uh, let's see. Rave of Flav says, how will I know when it's love? They should have called it, how do I know that this isn't Toto? Next! <laughs> and then he threw in a picture of, uh, of uh, I can't remember his name from Saturday Night Live saying, I'm not a fan. So there's another down vote. And here's the thing. We're on a roll here because normally when we see uh, a percentage of downvotes, we don't get people's explanation as to why most of the time. Yep. So, but now we're getting it. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. What's wrong it. with Toto? Our, right? Yeah. What is wrong with Toto? <laughs> like when the when did this become? A, yeah. We'll we'll get into that later All some right. other time. Uh, our friend Kevin Brown says hashtag What dreams are made of the best power ballad ever written. Deal with it. <laughs> He's just. Firing at everybody, just pow, 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 <laughs> deal with it. I love that. Short and sweet and to the point. He even included a picture of himself spinning the OU812 vinyl album. So good on you. Good on you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Rave of Flav, uh, he expands on uh, on his thought process. He goes, a pretty good song. The lyrics are, as discussed, pretty standard. All four members are outstanding on this one, so much so that the sum of the song doesn't measure up. This is one of those rare Van Halen songs that fall into that. I could see this being a different band song. Hashtag, the dream is over for me. So, okay, cool, 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 cool. I, I, I appreciate all of you that are uh, ma making the effort to explain your reason as to why you say no go, no go. So thank you, Rave of Flame. Uh, let's see here. We're going <laughs> to Jeff Brewer says not enough room here to explain the dichotomy between my issues with this song and the upvote. I gave it discord will eventually have the explanation. Uh, the song's current score seems appropriate. So I will go to there uh, to the discord here and momentarily just making sure that all the tweets da, 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 and I think that's it. So then we're going to go over to the discord and you guys, I'm reading out specific tweets because these are our patrons. And if you want your tweet and uh, uh, access to the discord guaranteed red live on the air, then join our Patreon. It's a good time. Lots of discussions here. So forgive me. I'm searching. I'm, well, searching, you, uh, I'm searching. You search. I'm going to read some comments uh, from our okay, chat that we got going here. Uh, Scott Everett, uh, love DL Harbor this week is just pissing me off. So unnecessary. I think a lot of people feel that way, myself included. Uh, Michael Triplett says the only way Dave will get tour traction is by bringing the Eat Him and Smile Band. Uh, we already know that reunion uh, was supposed to happen, didn't happen, and probably will never happen, unfortunately, according to Steve I. But uh, Jeff Brewer, if Dave is doing, uh, where'd he go here? Uh, if Dave is doing an all-star band to do Van Halen songs, he's going to have to hire a singer also. Hey, oh, that's, that's, that's the comment of the night so far right there. Uh, Scott Monroe talking about when it's love. Boil that sap, make some syrup, and pour it on the cheese. Yum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't like syrupy cheese? Come on. Michael Indeed. Triplett. 
How do I know it's not Toto? Right. That's hilarious. But did he hold the line? Oh, I see what you did there. Yep. Nicely done. Toto was All great. Right. They don't play All like right. Van Halen. It should be vice versa. Yeah, I guess so. But... Discord, the little, the mini yes. festos. Here we go. And we got some whoppers. They're turning into maxi with... festos. You may have to self-edit some of these. Like I know Kevin Brown said, just read the last paragraph of mine. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> and sorry, Kevin, I would love to read that full-on manifesto you wrote not even a mini one that's a full-on but uh i'm gonna take your advice but and you just know read what? that last bit yeah what's that that's a value add though for people to sign up to the patreon come on discord and read these great manifest like uh, mini festos and maxi festos they're fucking fat phenomenal i love going through Absolutely every single week they're, they're quite a mouthful to get out every week for poor mark but maybe a little <laughs> value add for the folks to join our discord this is what you pay for. So here you go. So we start with Scott Monroe because he's always got uh, some good uh, good thought process in his uh, voting. When it's love is absolutely what dreams are made of. And spoiler alert, it ranks number three on my OU812 ranking. So there you go. Uh, I won't repeat the story I told on the show about my personal connection to the song, but I do want to expand a bit on the notion of musical diversity. And I have to wholeheartedly agree with Chaz Charles, another patron, that this is very... Van Halen light and I see that as a good thing it's more it's certainly more uh on the easy listening side of things with appeal to the general public you'll hear it played in the grocery store or at the dentist there are many already many many Van Halen tunes to quench my thirst for party rock or pop metal jamming and there are songs like this one if I'm in the mood for a ballad with an emotional uplifting sensibility I understand if that approach hits a listener as inauthentic uh and that's cool but sammy's singing the hell out of it like usual and eddie's playing has such personality it may be van halen light but there's still the van halen flavor that elevates the experience it feels authentic to me underline that shit uh, I'd probably feel differently if this light approach came to completely define the Hagar era of Van Halen, but it doesn't. Uh, it's just one shard in the spectrum of Van Halen awesomeness to suit your mood on a given day. Uh, and, and if there's a, it's there if you need it and it lasts forever. <laughs> Nicely said, Scott, and I wholeheartedly agree. And we're going to scroll down all this shit to this last bit for Kevin Brown. Again, he says a lot, so join our Patreon, get on the Discord, and read what he has to say. But lastly, he goes, last note on the lyrics. What's wrong with a love song? I can't tell you, but it lasts forever. That captures the ephemeral nature of true love in eight simple words. Everybody's looking for something, something to fill in the holes. We think a lot, but don't talk much about till... Don't... Don't talk much about it till the things get out of control. Again, sums up the human condition and touches on also on mental health and our failure to address it for so many years. Love wins, people. Uh, love always wins. So when somebody writes a really good song about the subject, I just don't know how you criticize it. If Dance the Night Away was Eddie Van Halen writing the perfect pop song in 1978, this is him doing exactly the same thing 10 years later, being attuned to what people are listening to and writing something that is distinctly un-Halen, uh, but at the same time, what only Van Halen could pull off. I don't know how you could... Bali who one and boo the other. I love both songs dearly, but this one is far more interesting musically to me. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Boom. Kevin Brown with all that. Uh, and absolutely, uh, you guys, if, if you haven't read his uh, his manifesto there, go ahead and do that. I see on Discord somebody gave you a uh, the puke emoji. <laughs> I'm going to assume that was uh, probably Chaz. All right. No, Chaz Let's wouldn't see. do that. Don't agree. Oh, Lame. forget it. <laughs> 
Josh said, definitely prefer the lyrical content to this song over Love Walks In. And in parentheses, <laughs> alien tummy sticks. <laughs> so let's <laughs> just for fun here. Uh, Jeff Brewer, uh, he, here we go. This is the expansion of what he was trying to say on Twitter. I've never before seen so much lipstick on one pig. I'm going to continue to Bollyhoo dance the night away and boo when it's love because one is awesome and the other is less than awesome. I have a bunch to say, but I don't have time right now. I don't hate the song nearly as much as it may have appeared. I don't think the song is an example of Eddie Van Halen genius. I'm not a fan of the lyrics, which is okay. And I'm not a fan of some of Sam's vocal delivery decisions. Ooh, okay. I maintain that this is not Van Halen's wheelhouse. This is Journey slash Toto territory. So, listen to Faithfully, Open Arms, or even Lovin', Touchin', Squeezin', where Sam lifted the na-na-na outro idea, unless he got it from Hey Jude. Sure. Uh, I don't change the station when it comes on. I, it's, I still love Van Halen. Unfortunately, there are some Van Halen songs that I like a lot better than others. And on those others, I feel the need to mock them in order to feel better about myself. I will be editing this post with something more profound when I get the time. I got to go. Lovely manifesto, though, Kevin. So, so <laughs> Jeff's was also uh, his personal feelings, plus uh, a commentary on uh, on Kevin's uh whole production of manifesto so again join the patreon get on the discord and you can read the back and forth for yourself but um but thank you for uh expanding on that jeff um i don't agree with any of what you said but it's fine all right uh see and that's just a chad our buddy our new uh, patron chad says when it's love i like yacht rock and anything that resembles yacht rock i'm all in on this song Simply put, enough said. And now, now we get to our buddy Sean McGinnity, who uh, he he posted it on here because he knew it would get lost on Twitter, and guess what it did? So <laughs> Sean McGinnity says, just in case it gets lost on Twitter, I'm reprinting this here. My thoughts on when it's love, OU812 was my first Van Halen that was mine, all mine. By this point, Fast Fred had left the nest. No more stealing Todd's cassettes and listening in intently at his door as he somehow mastered every Van Halen song. Uh, this album was me growing up and seeing if I was a Van Halen fan without Todd. But like Todd learning Ed's parts, this time it was me learning Alex's parts and the complexities of Mine Oh Mine, AFU, and Finish What You Started blew my mind. When It's Love has a lot of syrup and schmaltz, but the layers and textures Alex added elevated this more than any throwaway pop song they the keyboard is fine and sammy's lyrics are fine but thank god this is van halen because sammy is good enough to out sing his sometimes blah lyrics i agree and eddie jumping back on the guitar saves what might just be a simple pop song look i understand at the point at this point in music every band worth their california had one to two ballads per album they must have been contractually obligated to uh but this ain't poison but here is the great thing about Van Halen over everyone else. I may not have loved Van Halen doing ballads at the uh yeah, I may not have loved Van Halen doing ballads at the time they came out, but now as I hope a wiser Seanorama, I can truly hear the complexities in the writing. They may seem stock on uh, on straight listen, but they just ain't so. Alex is incapable of doing stock, and so is Eddie for that matter. Sammy does have some stock lyrics, but he too is capable of bringing it out bringing it on such masterpieces like Mine All Mine. This song may not have all the pieces perfect, but it's still Van Halen and that 
that right there, I think, sums it up. And why I get so frustrated when everyone just kind of like poo-poos all of the uh, the Hagar era, like all of the Hagar era saying it's like, that's not Van Halen. It's like, yes, it is. It is Van Halen. It's just not the Van Halen you want it to be. And, you know, the expectations and and I get it when we we as fans grow close to a to a musical act of any sort that becomes our thing. We, we, we hold this unnecessary attachment to it. So when it goes astray into a direction, you're not thinking it will or should, uh, what that is, is the band experimenting and getting outside the box. But here, here come these fans that want to keep them in the box. Like, no, this is my box. And I just don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's uh productive. So, uh, and let's see. And then, uh, Scott Everett says best power ballad of all time. Love that. This isn't everyone's Van Halen, which means there is some actual diversity where everything doesn't sound the same. Like ACDC. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> you can't put Van Halen in a single bucket. Nice to have songs that you can share with your significant other drop dead legs. Doesn't work on a mixtape in 1988. Love it. I mean, well, it depends on the mixtape there, Scott. Uh, it could be. Right, but... <laughs> so, um, well, while we're on it, before we move on, uh, Michael, man, what's uh, what are your thoughts on When It's Love? So uh, one thing, too, I mean, this was the first really video of the band because, you know, 80, uh, 5150 it was just live without a net clips and dreams, you know, Blue Angels. This is like we see the band in a video. And back then, I mean, this is... For me, anyway, it was like the first time I saw the Van Higar band together uh, on a video. So in the video, I thought it was cool. I actually <laughs> got a, a dumb Mickey Mouse T-shirt because Mikey was wearing one in the video. And I thought that was cool. Um, but but I thought the video was cool. And, and I don't think, you know, it is kind of their first official one. Um, I, I like the song. I, I agree with you guys. I mean, it's it, it shows their diversity. You had to make a... I think they probably were asked to make a ballad probably by Warner and they made a good one. And it's 1988. It's not, you know, if it came out today, I would have put thumbs down, but it came out then. And you have to kind of put yourself back in that time period. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yep. Jeff well maintains it's poo poo Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, Scott wanted him to air the grievances. So Jeff says definite grievance going to the monsters rock and hearing kill them all. And then when it's love. <laughs> look man you can't put them in a box if you want poo poo van halen listen listen to van halen three apologies to gary but you know it is what it is <laughs> okay well that was that was quite a bit and thank you all so much for feeling the uh uh ex- really letting us in on the the passion you feel whether it's uh for the song or not for the song i love it i love uh seeing all perspectives that's what we appreciate about you that's what i ask for so thank you all so much and hey again listeners if you also if you also feel the same passion and you really wish that i would uh lose breath speaking it and preaching it on air uh the things that you say the words the passionate words you feel join our patreon and you get on the discord and you can uh you can say what you want really <laughs> it's it's pretty open it's that simple we'll find a tier for you if uh if what you see uh doesn't uh come up to your liking but i guarantee you, you'll find a tier and uh we can make it for you though if uh, you want a different tier we're we're uh you know we're we're easy like that Whew. i'm having a time Corey. you may have to take <laughs> over after this 
Well, my brain's what? hurting. Well, you don't have to think too much right now because it's manifestation time. Let's do it, boys. Woo! Raise your All glasses. Right. It's time to figure out what song we're going to be playing this week here. Hmm. Well, <laughs> speaking of Poo Poo Van Halen, as I just <laughs> mentioned, Van Halen 3, everybody is trying real, real hard to... Uh, as you guys know from last week's show uh, and all the talk on OU812, once we finish a full album, we go live and we are very, very close to finishing several other Van Halen albums, including the infamous Van Halen 3 that, for whatever reason, just keeps eluding us. And I don't know why. So everyone is trying their damnedest to manifest that last track. And let's see, uh, let's see if anything changed from that. And what I'm looking at, no, not so much. So, but Scott Monroe, on the other hand, he is manifesting pleasure dome fuck is how he puts it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a little, uh, that's a gag from uh, from last week's episode. So go check that out if you want context for that. Uh, so pleasure dome, he wants pleasure dome. He's trying to bring us back to the fuck album. Not mm -hmm. mad about it. Nope. Uh, Corey might be, but no. And of course, here it goes. We got Josh with Josephina, Chaz Chaz with Josephina, Josephina, of course, because chaos. And uh, Jeff Brewer says after last week, I think something with a little bit more testosterone is in order. So he wants atomic punk. Look, man, at yeah, whatever. <laughs> like testosterone, like come on. Anyway, uh, balance release day anniversary equals deja vu is what Tom Armbruster says. So that's that's what he wants. Uh, Michael Triplett wants House of Pain. He's gonna manifest that. Uh, Josh came back with Josephina. He really, really wants to wants to manifest that last one. Greg Zito says, just get it over with and manifest Josephine. <laughs> He's just like, we're all just succumbing to it. Uh, and then Michael comes back. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. That's just a commentary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there you go. A lot of, a lot of Josephinas and there's a few different ones here and there. Michael, how about you though? What's uh, you're, you're on the show. Uh, you're a, our, our loyal patron and uh, uh, you know, extended panelist. So what do you want to hear? I want to hear some Jamie's crying. All right. Aha. Yeah. Van Halen one. That'll be Wouldn't the be second time we it. roll that one. Yeah, that's true. And and if we roll it again, we must listen to it. That's, that's right. uh, that is my decree. Uh, no more caveats. We can't or uh, mulligans. We uh, we just can't do it anymore. There's not well, enough time. I tell you, uh, next week we're getting Darren Paltrowitz from the DLR cast and the writer oh, of the book. Oh shit, you're right. How David Lee Roth changed the world. If we spin a Sammy track. Are we going to make him listen to it, or are we going to spin until we get a Dave? You know, we'll 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 discuss it. Okay, we'll we'll discuss it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know everyone's going to come after me if we if we spin a, a Sammy tune. Bring it on. And we have and I and I'll be like, okay, we're going to spin it again. Like, Mark, you're such a hypocrite. Like, I know, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Corey, what about you? What do you want to manifest for the show tonight? Well, I, I was in the same frame of mind as my buddy Tom. Uh, in the uh, Discord server, because today, as we're recording this, January 24th is the 29th anniversary of Balance. And we have two Balance tracks left on the wheel. Uh, he manifested the one I was originally going to go for, uh, Take Me Back. Uh, so I'm going to go for the other one. I think it's time for uh, Wham Bam Amsterdam tonight. That's what I'm going to manifest. Ooh. Is Chrissy home? That would be fun. She, no. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I was, I was going to say it would be fun, but it would also be tragic because she's <laughs> not here to commentary. However, however, 
Uh, I, I do believe she will be, uh, this might be a spoiler or this might be a, a huge letdown. I'm not sure. But as of this moment, I believe she will be in attendance for the live show. So excellent. Um, yeah. So if we do spin Amsterdam tonight, uh, we can talk about that. We can go, we can do like a quick sidebar and have her, uh, discuss how she feels about it. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, tonight, however, oh, well, I'll, do me a favor, Corey. Let me, let me get a bigger look at that wheel to see what we got there you left go. here. I'll embiggen the wheel for you. I don't uh, have all the uh, songs memorized. I can tell you, in the chat, Scott Everett says, uh, yes, you must listen to a Dave Lee Raw track, even though he was an asshole this week. So uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, for Darren Paltrowitz, we'll listen to a Dave track next week. Oh, it, if that is the... Uh, if <laughs> if I can c talk about how big of an asshole he is, then uh, yeah, totally. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just... It's fine. Uh, you know what? I I I I'd like to hear uh, House of Pain as well. I like. I think I think it's time. I think uh, it's time to uh, get 1984 done with. Not that I'm in a rush to to be done with it. It's just like I I think it's just time. Um, which means we probably won't spin that. We will probably spin the one everybody else wants us to do. Wants us to rip off the band aid and get it over with. However, I am manifesting House of Pain. So there you go. Right. Uh, and then I can talk shit about Dave while we do it. <laughs> but let's see. There are three of us here. Uh, what, how many lurkers we got, Corey? Uh, currently we have seven. All right. You want to prime that thing ten times? Ten times. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If everybody's ready, let's do this thing. Here we go. Pleasure Dome fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Pleasure <laughs> Dome fuck. <laughs> yes. That's for you, Shats. I think it was Shats on the call last week who said, because uh, on the wheel, uh, all the listeners, I, all the people on YouTube can see, I, I put the acronym for the album beside the track name, so everybody kind of knows. And Pleasure Dome comes from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. So on the wheel, it's Pleasure Dome fuck. We also have The Dream Is Over fuck, which makes more sense. But uh, yeah, <laughs> both make sense to yeah. me. It's great. Sh Shaz wanted he, he manifested last week. Pleasure don't fuck. And uh, he was just a week <laughs> off. He got it this week instead. Well, it ha we, we've come to it, Corey. We've come to uh, another track. We, we both adore for unlawful carnal knowledge. Mm -hmm. You have been quite verbal in the tracks that you are not looking forward to discussing. Spanked being one of them. And I do believe Pleasure Dome was the other. So uh, this will be this will be interesting. I can't wait to go into this and have a discussion. I I think it's going to be a gooder, and uh, I I may surprise you with with my thoughts on Pleasure Dome. But uh, we we've talked uh, quite a bit, Mark, about our uh, histories with For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Michael, uh, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your uh, entry into uh, For Unlawful. So uh, that's when I started buying Van Halen albums. The day they came out, I would be at the record store when they opened it and get it. And I was, you know, I went to the right here, right now concert where they filmed that. And they basically did this album start to finish, except this was an instrumental, which is a good move mm -hmm. <laughs> for the band. Instrumentally, it's fantastic. But um, yeah, I, I love the album. It, it's, it's one of my favorite, maybe I go back and forth between that. No, you went to and my, my favorite Sam album. Um, the only other thing I would add is, Back in it, I know you guys know the VH links, the message boards for 
Van Halen fans, but before that, they Van Halen had one on their own official site called the Pleasure Dome. And <laughs> this is when the internet was kind of starting. It's like 95, 96, 98, and they had the Pleasure Dome and people were criticizing the band and they didn't like it. So they got rid of the whole thing. And then fans took it upon themselves to make like VH links and those kind of things. So they did call that uh, the Pleasure Dome. What do you say? That is a pleasure dome. I'll tell you what a pleasure dome is. It's me in a room listening to Van Halen. So what what, what say <laughs> you? Why don't we do that? Why don't we get our pleasure dome started? All right. Let's take it all the way back to one of our favorite records uh, from way back, June 17th, 1991. Uh, this is the fifth track off of For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. This is Pleasure Dome. Whoop. So it kind of feels like we take a big left turn there uh, because we do. Uh, this is actually a song that was cobbled together from three different uh, riffs uh, that, that Eddie had. Uh, there was a, an intro uh, lick uh, that he wrote a few years before OU812 uh, and then a different riff that he wrote during the OU812 tour. There was actually Alex that kind of put it all together. So the fact that this kind of morphed into his drum solo uh, on the For mm -hmm. Unlawful tour is kind of apropos. Because in Alex really yeah. is, is playing the shit out of this too. Like you heard it in the beginning here, but he really gets into it as we go along too. As well, he should. When, when I played this record and this song came on, I would play this little part over and over again because Eddie's riff is is just fantastic. And then sometimes I may, it hit, you know, skip the track and go to the next one. But mm -hmm. that that beginning is fantastic. It really is. And uh, my, Michael Triplett has pretty much summed up my thoughts going into this. Uh, not hating on Sammy, but this would make a great instrumental because it does. Try listening to the track again with an open mind, but and 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 that's kind of where <laughs> I'm coming into it too. Like my recollections of this is that Sammy uh, really kind of ruins this too. But as an instrumental, it works fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's so. That's the issue. That's yeah. that's what we're going into. Yeah. But again, open mind. Uh, we'll we'll see if getting lost right, in the pleasure right. dome will uh, tickle my fancy here tonight. Let's find out. I love this. 
it, it does seem like uh like Sammy's trying, you know, Roth would always maybe talk some lyrics and it worked when Roth did it. This seems like it's Sammy, like, I'm gonna try doing <laughs> doing that. And I mean, whether it works or not, we'll discuss that. But I, it seems like this is his first attempt at doing what Roth did for years prior. It's almost like he's going for something kind of high concept lyrically in in, in his delivery here. And I, I, I just don't know if it's working. Now I know none of this was planned. It all just kind of happened. I got more than I wanted, but how is still a mystery. Seems a little too high concept for the guy who wrote, uh, you know, cherries on bananas. I need a second helping. <laughs> You see, look, he's capable of many things. Yeah, again, you can't put Sammy Hagar in a box. <laughs> Although after this song, you may want to. Let's keep going. Well, maybe. <laughs> To hell with uh, Sammy's lyrics aside, whatever. No, no, no. The the heroes, and I see heroes of this track already, is the rhythm section. Mm-hmm. It's it's Alex and Mikey. Like, holy shit, are they doing? Like, I forgot. Like, I again, you guys. I have I have put all of my listening of Van Halen away for this show unless we cover it. Like, and then and then I can listen to it again. But everything else. So it's been a very hot minute since I've uh, kicked on Pleasure Tome, and I forgot uh, where Alex and Mikey like take this thing. So, you know what? Say what you want uh, uh, about, about Sammy in this song, uh, or you can, you can praise even uh, Eddie doing what he's doing, and that's fine, that's fair, but honest to God, the heroes of Pleasure Dome are Mikey and Alex, because holy shit, they're doing so much. His harmony is great. Mikey's harmony is miles away. Is really nice. Always, yeah. 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 Uh, to to me, that that was kind of when you're talking vocally. The real standouts are the oh, miles and miles. Uh, that 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 kind of yeah. that, that kind of bridge going into the chorus. Uh, really, really nicely done. Uh, just going back into the chat. Um, yeah, didn't someone call this Scott Monroe? Absolutely called this pleasure. Don't fuck. Yeah, he's now a member of the Manifestation Club. If he wasn't before, I don't remember offhand, but he's now a, a member along with Mark and myself and a few other really, really cool people to go pick up a shirt uh, in the and the Podcast Will Rock uh, web store. Uh, Jeff Bruce yeah. is, uh, yeah, the music is really cool in this song. This song is a great instrumental, absolutely. Uh, love the drums in this song, 100%. Drums are phenomenal in this song. Uh, they did play it as an instrumental to bridge the bass and drums on the tour. They absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, guitar is okay also. Yeah, I guess you got to have to mention that when you're talking about a Van Halen <laughs> tune. Uh, they mentioned that they cleaned up the vocals in the remaster. We are listening to the 2023 remaster, uh, so maybe that's why they're a little bit cleaner. Uh, Jeff uh, says, yes, I cannot put Sammy in a high-concept box. You're absolutely correct about that. High-concept and Sammy are, are two words that just don't go together. Uh, Scott Monroe says, I'd like to hear an edit that removes Sammy's spoken verses. Just need the pre-chorus and the chorus. 
Uh, you know what? Ditch the chorus too, and I think I'm good. The, the pre-chorus is really good, but the whole loss in the pleasure dome just always kind of fucking lost me. So uh, that that's kind of where we stand in the chat. Let's get back uh, to being lost in the pleasure dome, shall we? Okay, we got real quick, uh, lost in my own pleasure dome. Uh, I know what a Thunderdome is. I know Tina Turner and a really short guy and a really big guy uh, reside in the Thunderdome. Uh, but who's in the pleasure dome? What, what is your own pleasure dome? Uh, again, we're, we're going to get you want it to be. The, the Sammy Hagar high concept box. What, what's he singing about here? <laughs> Look, man, he's lost in his own pleasure dome because he's. It's it's essentially, I at least in in my interpretation here, is like he is. Uh, he's he's tuning out the outside distractions and he's in his own little dome, his, his own little world where he's going to do the things that make him happy. Uh, you could call it pleasure dome. I mean, you could, you could take it down the, uh, the, the, the sexual route if you want to, because maybe that's also part of the pleasure. Dome. Whatever what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever, like whatever, uh, you know, the groupie scene having being in his own pleasure dome, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I think that's yeah. what his pleasure dome. That, yeah, because yeah, you know, lost in the world so far from home. He's like miles and miles from nowhere. He's like, but he's in this, he's in this bubble, as it were, like dome bubble, whatever you want to call it, of being, you know, the 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 red rocker, the rock star that he is. I think and, he's saying you too, know, it's hard to get out of it too. Like once you're in it, it's hard to get out of it and go back and forth. Like you have to kind of make a decision there. Right. Yeah, just ask, uh, just ask Roth. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it makes sense. And in this verse, he has a line, I want my control back, but I'm afraid I'll lose that feeling. So so that kind of ties into what you guys are saying, too. There it is. So, yeah, he's it's well, that line's kind of like uh, kind of a, a middle finger to the uh, the studio system, I think, or just uh, the way the way shit's handled. And you're like, I want my control back, but I don't want to lose, you know, what I got here, because, you know, if you step out of line, you just like he could be he could be replaced. Maybe that's his commentary of going like, I know I can be replaced. Because I replaced the other guy who was irreplaceable. So, you know, everyone's expendable at this point, except for, you know, the two guys who named the band. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're all yeah. expendable. And like, and Sammy Sam's like, I like the lifestyle that I have. I like what we're, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I get pleasure in this bubble or dome, as it were. Uh, I don't want to leave that behind. I just, you know, sometimes shit gets complicated. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going.
Right. If you couldn't appreciate Alex Van Halen as a drummer uh, coming into this, uh, listen to what he's doing on this track. My God. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this, the rhythm section, but especially Alex too. I mean, like I really, really dig what what Mikey's doing, but Alex is just carrying this thing on his back. He is. But then I think right now uh, Eddie's about to do this just insane riff. And kind of takes mm-hmm. control of everything back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, he is Eddie and you know, you yeah. can't, uh, it's kind of like, it goes back to that little joke that we always make when, uh, when Eddie does something rad and Alex is being subtle, but then sometimes Alex will come back at you with something else just to remind you, Hey, I'm a Van Halen too. Watch yeah. this shit, <laughs> you know? And then here, and then here we go with, with Alex just taking the reins and be like, I got something for you. Yeah. Pleasure dome. Duh, duh, duh. You know, he's just, just running track back there. And, uh, you can't keep Eddie down because he's yeah. like, okay, I see you, but I'll raise you. I'll raise you this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Always my favorite parts of the song. Let's get into it here. That's my favorite part of the song by far. Eddie sounds great. Uh, Mikey, uh, for the most part, it sounds like he's just trying to keep up. But then at the end of that solo, uh, he's putting some pretty cool shit in there, too. And then Alex is just absolutely killing it. Phenomenal section. I just, oh, that however you feel about the song thus far, I don't know how you deny that at least this section just smokes. It's just like it's it's just smoke, man. It does sound fire. good too. You can tell the remaster. It it mm-hmm. yep. did help. Hundred percent. Not uh, that it was broken before, but it, it's enhanced. It is. Right. right. Exactly. Uh, if we go to the comments, Scott Everett, I feel the Ed is too low in the mix comments coming. Absolutely not. No, I thought he was sounding great in there. Like it was mixed really yeah. well. Uh it, it's not really a solo that, that needs to rise above what everyone else is doing. It's it's kind of uh, I don't know, it fits better being on par with the drums and the bass on that, I thought. That's just yeah, that's a that's a subject i think that's a personal preference like i mean obviously we always want more eddie in the mix because eddie is eddie and eddie is doing what he do um so i i mean i can i can understand that that feeling and there's there are moments of this section in particular where even i was thinking like oh man i wish he was just a little bit louder here like when he does that opening dive bomb i was just like you know i love a dive bomb you guys yeah it's just like make that shit the loudest thing possible (laughs) but you know it's fine it it's, is what it is. It's and still it, a pretty epic great. dive bomb, the way it's mixed. I, I think it's pretty good. But I think maybe even the remaster maybe kind of helped that a little bit, uh, bring these elements yeah, out a little yeah. bit. 
Uh, Michael Triplett says, great solo with bass and drums keeping up. Absolutely. And it, it sounds like Mikey's just, mm-hmm. just running alongside uh, until the second half of the solo. Then he's starting to go up and down. <laughs> and just galloping, yeah. yeah. And, and Tom, you got to have more, me. more cowbell. Got to love it whenever uh get a little cowbell <laughs> on a track. Jamgasm achieved, says Scott Monroe. I uh, cannot agree more. That is by Perfect. far the yes. best part of the song. Unfortunately, we still have almost two minutes left because one of the knocks on Pleasure Dome is it's way too fucking long. get the impression he's miles and miles i mean we just had a whole verse of just the word miles like fuck come on man cut that Look, out and end this song gonna, a minute early jesus we're, we are not gonna get into the conversation of repeated phrases okay because like <laughs> miles, that's just miles. that's kind of their bread and butter it's repeated <laughs> phrases come on their choruses are lazy. literally just the title of the song most of the time and it's still not as lazy as just repeating miles and miles and miles for 40 fucking seconds anyways great riff see and you come you were worried it was going to go on forever like that that two minutes went out like that you kidding me (laughs) you know why because the song just it doesn't really stop there's no there's no moment of pause there's no uh like respite or anything like that it just keeps going so uh you know it's just like just a full-on drive so there you go (laughs) pleasure dome we finally did it we finally hit it and uh it's just the the van halen gods must have either smiled or at least smirked down upon us because (laughs) everyone everyone was hoping for something else and they're like no no y'all ain't done with sammy yet (laughs) so here we are pleasure dome from the fuck album that Corey and I love so dearly. But my question is, do you guys love it dearly? Michael, did you love it dearly? Do you, did, did Pleasure Dome uh, achieve pleasure status for you, or is the bubble just burst? What I mean to say is, Pleasure Dome, is it what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? Oh, 
Yeah, I. So that's interesting. I haven't listened to this song in a while, uh, just like you, Mark. And I, kind of going into it, I thought I was going to downvote it, and it, it, listening to it more deeply, it, it changed my mind. It's just too good instrumentally, and and Sammy sings it well when he actually sings and doesn't talk. That I, I just can't vote it down. It's interesting though, you know, you know, it was with Roth and Sammy that. Ed would hand in music and then they would come back with lyrics. So Ed hands Sammy this music, which is incredible music. And then Sam comes back with Pleasure Dome. I, I would like to see what Ed's reaction to that was. What like, this fuck? is what you come back with with this music. But <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of border. I mean, I don't like the lyrics. I get what he's saying now. So it's it's not like up for breakfast bad or anything like that, but it's not his best by any means either so but the rest of the band is just too good to downvote it there you go there's a one up vote pleasure dome met michael's pleasures there you go but uh but the fuddy duddy uh has arrived and uh this is again this was one that (laughs) yeah yeah because you were you were not so keen uh you were very vocal about how not keen on doing this song you were so Fuck, indeed, Lars, indeed, because Lars could never play this. If in his wildest dreams, oh, God, he could never no, play. No. It. Uh, <laughs> he could try, and boy, what a train wreck that would be. Uh, no apologies. I said what I said. <laughs> um, but Corey, Pleasure Dome. After all this time, and after all the thought processes, and now with a fresh perspective, does Pleasure Dome meet your pleasure, or does it still just fall short? I tell you, it, close. I, the, the song was always 50 <laughs> 50 to me because I love the music so much, but Sammy's doing his absolute best to ruin this track. Uh, the, to me, what, what, what kind of tipped it, uh, the bridge is really good. Uh, the, and it sounds really good. Oh, fuck. I, the lyrics are dumb. I mean, I'm going to come right out. Uh, I'm doing a season of Ultimate Catalog Clash right now. We're doing 90s Metallica and James Hetfield as a lyricist. How he tells a story versus how Sammy Hagar tells a story. It's night and day. It's night and day. Like, I, I can break down James Hetfield lyrics all day and know exactly what he's singing about and the story he's trying to tell. Sammy's just, oh, he's just not there. And and there, that's no knock on him. I certainly couldn't write a song as good as James Hetfield. And I'm, I'm tempted to try and write a song as bad as, as Sammy Hagar lyrically. But he's singing it well, but the band is just so great. And it, just like Michael said, to me, it was always like, the music on this is so great. And I, I had this mental image in my head, Michael, when you were saying, like, you know, they, they present Sammy with the music, and he comes back to the lyrics. And when they came back with Pleasure Dome, Alex is like, maybe I'll just make this the fucking drum solo on tour because we're not going to have him up <laughs> yeah. there in front of a mic going, lost in this Pleasure Dome. I wonder if I have a vocal. You should. Lost in this Pleasure Dome. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, that. that's terrible. But uh, there, there's enough musically going on that really, really saves, especially that 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 solo section. Uh, so damn good. Uh, I, I just want to go to the uh, comments where we get to Mark's vote. Um, Scott Everett says, this is where I feel like Sammy just gave up and said, you guys take it. Whatever, fuck, I don't care. Uh, Michael Triplett says, thanks, Corey. You said what I was debating on typing. See, somebody out there agrees with me. Uh, Scott Monroe is revising his edit suggestions. Ditch the spoken verses and chorus. Yes, keep only the pre-chorus bridge singing and end the song right after the solo. You got a solid track. And I, I think that's absolutely right. But then you might miss the uh, 
the magic at the end of the track, Scott Edward points out. So you maybe kind of want a little bit of that because we have that kind of riff going. Dun, 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 that at the end, that was really, really good. Uh, Jeff Brewer sums it up pretty well. I don't mind the length. I do mind the lyrical stylings of Sam, which is what my wife says in bed uh, every single night. Uh, Michael Triplett says, maybe Pleasure Dome is why things got tense with balance. Well, yeah, you absolutely never know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't work in a lot of ways, but it works in just enough to make it what dreams are made of for me. Uh, but Mark Meyer, uh, you're next. Uh, big Sammy guy. Uh, will not take any Sammy slander. I uh, loved Up for Breakfast. Gave it two big thumbs up, if I remember correctly. I'm sure that's not the whiskey talking. Uh, but Pleasure no, Dome. None of us did. <laughs> uh, Pleasure Dome, Scott. Or sorry. Pleasure Dome, Mark Meyer. Is this what dreams are made of? Or is the dream over? It strikes me that um, of all of all the times we had we had discussed uh, you not wanting to talk about Pleasure Dome and how you were worried about it, and again, it had been a hot minute since I listened to it. Part of my thinking was, "Oh God, is it not as good as I remember? Am I am I remembering the song wrong? Is this because like Corey doesn't seem into it? Like I wonder, is, is this going to break my heart when we listen to it? Uh, upon listening to this, I'm convinced." Uh, you're out of your mind. This <laughs> this song was awesome. Like Pleasure Tone's awesome. It cooks from like the moment it starts and it just keeps on going. Like the only like I mentioned, there's no real respite. It just it's like a continuous drive. The only real respite really is in the intro. And that's I don't even think you can count that as a respite. It's just a very calm, collected intro until Alex says, fuck that. And then we just like really kick into it. Um now lyrically, look. Again, I I might uh, uh, give Sammy a pass more than the rest of you do, unless it's something atrocious, a la up for breakfast. We all everyone loves to mention it, so let's go ahead and say it. It's like, yeah, that is probably his weakest lyrically ever. And does he have the best lyrics of all the of all the hits that he's performed? Probably not. Um, do they all make sense? Not all of them. Some of them do. I'll be honest, I was reading the lyrics along with the song and uh, and as we were kind of discussing what we think this might be about, it made sense to me. I didn't th- I don't think they're that dumb. He's certainly written dumber lyrics for uh, uh, would be better songs. You know what I mean? So it just uh, again, there's some on OU812 that are really rocking songs and some of those lyrics are absolute horseshit. I'll say it. Uh, but. Sammy sings the hell out of it, and that goes a long way. Pleasure Dome, the whole band is just, I mean, everybody is just putting in just some some serious work. And uh, you know, lyrically, I think I think this is one of those examples where you can give it a pass lyrically because you're not paying attention. The lyrics are not important in this song. What's important is the musicality in this song. More importantly, uh, the rhythm section. I'm I'm gonna keep harping on it because like Alex and Mikey are just unstoppable in this. And then and then you throw in the added flavor of Eddie Van Halen doing you know the most Eddie Van Halen. Uh, maybe not the most, but 
quite a bit doing what he does best, man. Uh, that's the, the solo rips and it roars. And does it take away from the song? No, it fits. Matter of fact, it seasons it even more than it was already seasoned. Lyrics be damned. Don't care. This song is absolutely it's, it's a pleasure. May I say? And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know, Corey, I, I think all this time, I, I love that you upvoted it because you just even, even through the, uh, uh, maybe the, the the whatever mindset you had on this song beforehand it still couldn't be outweighed by just the sheer intense awesomeness of the musicality of it all so uh maybe that maybe that made your heart grow three sizes uh after <laughs> afterwards that's but, why we uh, do this show that's why we listen with, with a fresh exactly perspective every it. single time i go in with an open mind on every single thing and i always really like the did. music i love mm-hmm. when uh, pleasure dome comes up when i'm listening to live right here right now because it, it's all sure. the best parts uh, of that song, minus Sammy mm-hmm. Hagar. But you know what? I don't want to pick a fight. <laughs> uh, I'm not. What did you think of when Sammy kind of talks talks the lyrics? Yeah, because that sucks. Just curious. The, that's not. That's probably my least favorite part of the song. But uh, it's it it's short. You know, if he had done it for like a really long time. I would have been bothered by it, and I would have been like, "Okay, well, Sammy, I don't know what the fuck you're doing." This time, I'm like, "That was a mistake. You shouldn't have done that." But I'm glad you didn't do it more. I'm glad once you did it, that was it. You didn't. He didn't go back to it. There wasn't a refrain of him doing, uh, you know, uh, a spoken word. It's like you're not the Henry Rollins band. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but he did it. He just did it for a few lines, and then cut right into it. Um, and then, I mean did what Sammy does, man, just sang the hell out of it. So, uh, so I'm not a fan of that first little bit of what Sammy's doing, but everything after that golden pony boy. Absolutely. So pleasure dome is what dreams are made of, uh, across the board. But, uh, again, you guys, let us know what you thought about it uh, when the, the the show is up. So that means the poll's got to be up unless I forgot it. And if I did forget, I'm sure one of you will remind me, hey, Mark, put the poll up, you moron. <laughs> like, okay, I will do that. So, yeah, another one off the wheel. That's uh, 15 more tracks, man. 15, only 15. Jesus. Yep, coming crazy. down to it. And one left crazy, now man. on For Unlawful, just The Dream Is Over, is the last one we have to do from that record. All right, so no, you not... These these last few spins are going to be really interesting. We're going to get a lot of live shows coming up <laughs> uh, because of we're just finishing albums, man. Yeah, we got uh, as 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 we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday tonight, live streaming. Uh, did we decide on a time? Nine Eastern, always nine Eastern. Nine Eastern. Nine Thank Eastern. you. Yeah, cool. Just making sure. At nine Eastern, join us on the YouTube channel and the podcast will rock while we uh, discuss and rank the tracks from OU812 since that is the uh the last one that we finished we are very close we only have one song left for Van Halen 3 1984 and now for unlawful carnal knowledge uh Van Halen any... 2 as well uh there you go we just have somebody get me a doctor so, on that one so yeah diver yeah, down so it's still gonna, got yeah, a, these... a couple left so yeah i think those are the uh, only ones with with one track right now balance has two all right so Van Halen 3 has one yeah 
it's sudden death for a few of these uh, albums. So, yeah, like I said, a lot of live shows are going to be coming up uh, soon. So that means you guys got to get on over to the YouTube and make your voices heard. Let us know. Be part of the show if you're not already. And also, if you really want to be part of the show, just like our friend Michael Griffith over here, join the Patreon. Find a tier that's right for you. Uh, and if we don't have something that you really wish we did, let us know. We can make that happen for you. So get on over to Patreon. Uh, as I think it's like patreon.com slash podcast will rock, something like that. It think, is, uh, yeah. There you go. So, uh, and while you're at it, you guys, we've we've mentioned uh, t-shirts and merch and all that jazz. Go to podcastwillrock.com. We have uh, all of our backlog episodes posted up there. We also have a link to our merch store for TeePublic uh, so you can uh, find yourself a uh, an Apologies to Gary t-shirt and uh, help me grow the army of all of you wearing these shirts and confuse the hell out of Gary Sharon because <laughs> that just, it just, it, it's never, it, it doesn't not make me laugh every time I think about it. <laughs> uh, just the idea of him seeing so many people wearing the same shirt going like, well, okay, what the hell is this? What's going on? Uh, and I just, I just really want him to tune in and, uh, and find us out. And we only have so many episodes left. So the, the, the clock is ticking. So help me make, uh, my dream a reality. <laughs> Get yourself a shirt. And if you don't want that shirt, we've got plenty of other merchant, uh, our other, uh, shirt designs in our merch store, courtesy of our good friend, Kevin Brown, who always, uh, manages to come up with some really awesome stuff like van halen cheese we love van halen cheese you know give me all i love all the cheese but if it's van halen brand i'm way way into it That's there right. you go brand uh, new uh to the store coming this week uh van halen brand uh, cheese in honor of uh, when it's love so thank you very much kevin brown <laughs> for that great design it'll be up uh, later this week Hell yeah, yeah. You'll notice a lot of our shirts are are inside joke based, and see that's the thing. If you listen to the show, like you'll you know where these come from. So get yourself these shirts, wear them out in public, and people will look and go, "What does that even mean?" You go, "Ah, you gotta check out this show. You like Van Halen? Of course you do. Check out this podcast about Van Halen, and you'll know." And the army will just continue to grow. Look, just because we only have 15 songs left in the uh, on the wheel doesn't mean that necessarily this is the end of Corey and I's journey. So uh, you got keep up uh, the keep the spirit up and keep the the motivation going, man. Because we're still we're doing it. Michael Griffith, man, always a pleasure. Thank you for being here once again. Uh, you can be like Michael, join the, uh, the the special tier in our Patreon, and you too can be part of the show when we record it. Michael, what uh, tell the people what you got going on and uh, where they can find you if they want to hit you up. At Mike S. Griffith on X or you know Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Talk Van Halen. Uh, be on the Discord too. So that's uh, yeah. Love that. That's uh, I think that's really the uh, the gem of the Patreon. Really, is that you get access to the Discord and the conversations are always going. There's always fun conversations, not just strictly Van Halen based. All sorts of conversations. You guys crack me up. Uh, sometimes I don't even I don't even post in there. A lot of times I'm just reading. I'm just reading what you guys are saying and just enjoying the conversations and reacting because it's like. I don't know. I, I like being a fly on the wall. Uh, so join the Patreon and you get on the Discord and you get to see what everyone's talking about. So be like Michael Griffith here. He's the gold standard. Corey Morissette, always a pleasure, my guy. Yes, sir. So what? Uh, if 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 people want to listen to shows, if they enjoy what we do, 
where else can they find really cool shows that might be of similar fashion? Well, I tell you what, we got just the place for them. It's the Deep Dive Podcast Network. I always think we need music on this segment, and this is one of the few songs I have queued this up. Is, this is what you choose? This well, is, okay. I, I, I could have played Best of Both Worlds, but then I would think people would think we're playing Best of Both Books, which we're not tonight, but we should bring that back again <laughs> real quick. So we're going to play a little Beautiful yeah. Girls. We're going to talk about the Deep Dive Podcast Network featuring such great shows as the two Backtrack shows, which are now wrapped up, Backtrack's theme music and Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited. You can check out all the old shows wherever you get your podcast from. But we're still doing the ultimate catalog clash. Kevin Brown and myself breaking down this season Metallica, 90s Metallica to be exact. We just dropped our first episode from Load Side A uh, this week. Um, I tell you, Load takes a lot of shit. Does it deserve it? Find out by joining us on the ultimate catalog clash. And uh, rate along with us. Uh, we have a, a special rating system for that show. And I know uh, one of our uh, patrons who is uh, compiling the rankings for OU812 actually used our voting system for the Ultimate Catalog Clash to help him with the middle section of their rankings. So uh, we're, we're just we're saving lives left and right. We're doing the Lord's work over at the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Check us out. Of course, Kevin Brown also does the Tom Petty Project Seaside Pod Review with Randy Woods. Scott Haskin does Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. That's wrapped up for right now until Uriah Heap does another record. Uh, then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That one's wrapped up as well, but you can catch all the old episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and I highly recommend it. Very entertaining show. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast, Clay and Riot North by South Podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quinn at Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. I, I think they just spun uh, New Jersey by Bon Jovi. I'm really looking forward to that show because that's, that's an album that takes me back to my childhood, so I'm looking forward to that one. And then we have uh, the Chaz Universe, the podcast. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Chaz and Chats as Rush Rash. Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Rogers and Zoom Chaz Wolfie. Uh, and uh, Scott Monroe at um, Regarding Van Halen 3, which uh, Mark and I are going to be guests on. Uh, we were given our track, and I'm very, very excited to talk about that song once again on a podcast. So that'll be coming up uh, in the spring. And then, of course, we have our good buddies. It's not Matt. once, is it? Oh, uh, You'll have to find out. Then next we have oh, the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast, the DLR Cast, the Bogus Otis Show, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, Dissect That Film, Three's Company to a Rewatch podcast, and of course, the one and only Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. This week, Chris Jericho is back on the show and they did a, a Michael Jackson song that I'd never heard before. I was listening to that on my uh, drive to and from work today. Very entertaining show. And if you're an MJ fan, uh, I think Slash played on that track too. He's in the video anyway, so uh, you may want to check out the latest episode of Pot of Thunder. Of course, they have February coming up. Uh, that's all songs in the vein of uh, Lou Rawls. So uh, grab your lady if you want to get tender and uh, get down to some February coming up uh, this month, coming up on Pot of Thunder. And that is it for the podcast roll for this week. Good stuff, and I'm not talking about that song you played. I'm talking about just the <laughs> you got a better shows. idea. Uh, I can load it up for next week if you'd rather hear something else.
literally any other extreme song at that at that point you know it's just then that one oof swing and a miss boys but you know apologies to gary but well no not on that one that one's on you bro yeah uh, but anywho uh on behalf of michael griffith myself and Corey morissette uh we thank you all for joining in don't forget if you're listening to this friday and of course you are why wouldn't you be tonight nine eastern we are going live to talk OU812, and we're going to rank them. And I have a feeling uh, it's going to be uh, – it's always entertaining, but I have a feeling it's it's going to get uh, heated at times, and then it's probably going to be laughable at times. It's always a great time regardless, so make sure you tune in to our YouTube channel uh, for that tonight. You're not going to want to miss it, man. I, I think we're, uh, we're going to have a really, really – fun fun time so looking forward to it and i'm looking forward to seeing and hearing all of you with your perspectives and with your uh, uh passionate feelings that's what we're all about here because Corey and i we're not rock historians we're not experts on van halen we are just simple fans enjoying the music rediscovering uh the journey of this band that we like and we're just here talking about it much like you fans talking about the stuff that we like that's what we're all about here on the show we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you tonight the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye brow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.